0: Welcome to a podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I am your host Calvin, and joining me from the ring, the ring. I was trying to think of something more clever, but I guess, I guess the ring. Uh, your co-host Nick Richardson. So the boxing ring.
1: Yeah, I probably should have specified. Probably like, what kind of ring is this? Is it
0: the One Ring? The is Ring it of one Fire. I mean. Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. Ring around the uh, rosy we are giving out boxing movie superlatives today that's why nick is in the ring going toe-to-toe with will smith as we speak
1: going the uh, distance
0: every month we give out some made-up awards to different types of movies this month it is boxing movies uh we give a superlative and a sucklative for each category and a succulative is just like the worst version of the superlatives which are the best versions and we're not allowed to give more than one movie a single award, or give multiple awards to any one movie. So we've been doing this since I want to say August 2018. So there's a lot of movie superlatives. There's like one a month for it's 27 a months. Time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Math What's... is not my strong suit.
0: <laughs> no, I just made up a number. 27 sounds right. So if, if you enjoy this and enjoy movies, uh. Go back and listen to any of those. We've done all kinds of movies. What was your favorite movie superlatives we've done so far? Honestly,
1: uh, my first one, 2018 movie superlatives. Because I th- – Oh. Uh, reason being is because I took that shit like super serious. I had like 15 pages of oh, notes. Oh, so since
0: then you've just been mailing it in on
1: these movie superlatives? I mean, Thanks, you, fucking, you fucking know it. No, I've <laughs> gotten more experience. But it, I learned more about movies – I don't know. Yeah. It kind of got my love of movies back. It, it mm-hmm. was one of those things where I had kind of passively watched movies over the years. I hadn't watched anything new that was really good or, you know, needed to be seen. And then I did that and it was like, okay, so there is good shit out there still. I'm just oh, watching yeah. trailer just park boys it. for the 35th time.
0: <laughs> so we're talking specifically move boxing movies today. I don't know what my favorite one is. I, I'd have to look at the list and I still wouldn't be able to pick. I liked road trip movies. That was good. Um, uh, I know, we've done a lot. Yeah, we've done so many. I I usually don't like the year end wrap up ones, just because like those are more boilerplate awards that we're giving. I like to give out the weird awards. We did a time travel movies one. You didn't, uh, you weren't a part of that. I did that, uh, with special guests from the Movie Journey podcast. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh, but yeah, there's there's some good stuff out there. There's a bunch of ones. Uh, so we're we're talking things. boxing movies today though, and I'm a big fan of boxing movies. Oh hell yeah. I think most of them are pretty good to great. Uh, there, there are some, there are some borers in there for sure. Some
1: fucking stinkers out
0: there, man. Let's be, let's be real here. There's some shit ass boxing movies out there. But as a genre, uh, uh, what makes boxing movies great? What, do, how do you think that uh, kind of it has superseded other sports movies in, in certain ways?
1: Because it'll, it 90% of the time is a down on their luck. You know, blue-collar type person who's just trying to make their way. It's a very human story most of the time, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, pretty much every other sports movie out there is larger than life stuff like, except for like White Men Can't Jump. It doesn't yeah, really get it, all that deep, I guess.
0: Right. I completely agree. You you get that human interest story. Uh, it's usually kind of a rags to riches story that that you pointed out, but but it's not always. Um, and the protagonist protagonist has to overcome some personal trauma or what have you and it's always compelling plus you get some good action with the you know people straight up beating the shit out of yeah, each fuck, other which fucking is each
1: nice. other up <laughs> gruesome shit most of the time
0: and in a lot of other sports movies uh battle like the human interest part kind of gets bogged down because you have to pay attention to multiple teams like a football or a basketball movie you've got to see how the whole team is this cohesive unit and you you don't get to try kind of singularly focus on any one of those things. Uh, so you get that more in-depth character work with a boxing movie than you do other sports. Um, and you also usually get a good antagonist yeah. uh, because they can build that relationship. you you have time in a boxing movie to spread the love between protagonists and ag- antagonists and, and really build that relationship and the the rivalry behind it.
1: I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Another thing I gotta say is the camera work in boxing movies. Other sports movies, that shit shakes around so much as they try to—I don't know.
0: I mean, there's some the bad action. camera work in boxing movies too. do we get we're me gonna, wrong. That's one of our—you know—that kind of goes along with one of our awards that we're gonna give out.
1: But there's people that yeah. – That's what—that's what you're watching for most of the time is to see people beat the shit out of each other. It's a fucking boxing movie. Like that's usually the uh, goddamn it. I can't think of the word oh i hate when my brain just says nope anyway it's usually you know the focal point of the movie they're building up to that big match um Mm -hmm. and you got to see that shit otherwise it's just like man this is stupid but you can watch the longest yard when they're running all over the place cameras shaking like crazy yeah i can't tell what's going on
0: yeah I think one of the things I noticed while watching all these boxing movies back to back, I think I watched 13 or 14. No, I didn't watch that many because I didn't actually watch any of the Rockies because I have recently. <gasps> I had rewatched those a couple months ago, so I wasn't gonna re rewatch them. I I wanted to get other things in, and I, I- I've seen the Rocky movies so many times so that many I times. knew which <laughs> awards I was gonna give to them. I could kind of do a quick YouTube search to to check the scene just to make sure. But there is a there's a wide variety of the cinematography used to shoot the fights of the ways that uh, they use the camera because I mean these guys can't always just be beating the shit out of each other for the most part they're actors uh, you know the, some, some of the fights are real some of the punches are real but the, the whole 15 round fight or whatever it is it, it can't be all real so to work the camera in a way that makes it feel real and to build the choreography in a way that makes it feel real is something really cool to compare from boxing movie to boxing movie
1: right and i learned that it's a lot harder than i thought it was
0: yeah
1: <laughs> if, i mean they a lot of them are really good but there's only a few that are really that believable
0: mm-hmm. and I, I think another great thing about boxing movies is in real life there's no shortage of tragic backstories for real life boxers to play off of
1: no most right.
0: they have not had a good time right so there there are tons of real-life boxing stories that that you can make, and there are tons of fictional boxing movies that feel real because you can kind of take parts of different real boxers' backstories and, and plug and play. Um, and I also like that you have the built-in mentor character with the manager uh, that can do some of the emotional heavy lifting so the boxer doesn't necessarily have to be the best, best actor in the movie always. Sometimes they are, but they don't yeah, always have to be.
1: I enjoy when they kind of just aren't like the main point of exposition i like everyone else to really work off of the boxer mm-hmm. that main character so they they feel like they're the sun and everyone else is in orbit and yeah you know, another thing i i also I think rocky really...
0: lost that when Absolutely. when mickey died and you've just got paulie and duke there are his trainers and, and apollo died too and now it's just paulie and duke and it's like well these guys mean nothing they they contribute almost nothing to rocky 4 or rocky 5 or rocky 6
1: there's one great line in rocky four not from paulie i forget the other from duke yes
0: yeah
1: you gotta he's a man love that <laughs> shit but the the uh boxing kind of appeals to the primal side and i gotta say because it's an ancient sport i find that really fascinating like people have been doing this yeah. for thousands of years since fucking roman times that's insane I mean, yeah, people have been People beating... just punch
0: each other all the right, time. I'm... And it's something you can visualize yourself doing. Like, I couldn't be the best boxer, but I could box someone, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I
1: can take punches and give them, so there's that. Right,
0: exactly. Uh, the stakes are also a lot more real in boxing. You can do real damage by getting beat at boxing. You know, you can... Uh, you can kill people. Apollo dies, right? Yeah. Uh, in Cinderella Man, with the, the guy that Russell Crowe ends up fighting, he's killed, like, three people in the ring ahead of russell crowe and this is what back in the 30s so it was the you know the the medical expertise around boxing wasn't as great but in like a a basketball movie the worst that's going to happen is a character is going to tear their acl maybe and (laughs) unless something happens off the court like obviously people can die off the court or whatever and tearing your acl is shit and it hurts but it's not life or death you know apollo creed fucking died in a boxing match in a movie if he dies He dies. And and your long-term effects of boxing are way worse than other sports, too. So, you know, you can see when someone's getting the shit beat out of him. You kind of have that in the back of your head of, like, well, this guy's going to be messed up.
1: Well, and we have real-life examples of this shit. Like, what, ten years ago, uh, a guy died in the ring. Maybe it wasn't even ten years ago. I think it was a couple years ago. A guy died in the ring... Um, I don't remember
0: um, pe- that, but people's... I'm not saying it wrong. I just don't remember it.
1: Uh, I remember hearing it on the radio a bunch. Yeah. I, I remembered it distinctly, but like his race was a big deal, and they kept trying to tie why he wouldn't give up the match and stuff to oh, his gotcha. race. And I just think that's silly. I
0: think he yeah. just didn't want to didn't want to fucking lose. <laughs> I think these people <laughs> who become professional boxers, none of them want to give up ever. Like, right. They're that, not. That, that's to... one thing I've noticed in all these movies, whether they're fictional or based on a true story like that that's the thing that holds all of these movies together is they're not going to stop boxing
1: it's like no man i'd rather fucking die but i'm gonna i mean you keep fighting yeah uh, like uh yeah i mean and also a lot of people have seen videos of muhammad ali in his prime and then videos of him as an older man where it's just like who are you mm-hmm. you are not even the same dude and it's obvious mentally
0: yeah and i, th- I think we're gonna get there with like the mike tyson's and george foreman's i think that's probably coming sooner rather than later and i mean mike tyson's kind of always been crazy he's Uh, in
1: that case so
0: so i think it'll be interesting to see when he like fight like when it really starts to take a toll on him what that looks like and maybe it won't because he keeps his mind sharp and like he does a lot of things still he snorts so much weed
1: that dude is (laughs) high as fuck 24 7 i think he's very much so keeping him docile he hasn't been in the news in a while and he sells a shit ton of weed he's got like a, a major corporation now
0: uh, the, the other thing about boxing movies before we get into the awards is every Hollywood hunk has to take their shot at a boxing movie to show off kind of their training regiment, get their get that, you know, beefcake roll in where they're just showing off their body. Uh you, you see my it body. a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Sorry, my my I've had that stuck in my that song stuck in my head all fucking day. I've said that probably thirty five times today <laughs> and you set me up for it, you son of a there bitch. You go.
0: I, I knew that's what I was doing. hmm Uh but that begs the question, why hasn't Channing Tatum done a boxing movie yet?
1: I was literally just thinking that.
0: Yeah. Like I he's thought... the only like Hollywood hunk that we haven't I guess Magic Mike was kind of his version of that of just like I mean, he I'm did box That's true, that was wrestling, but a combat sport. Yeah. There's that All right, so let's get to the awards we're giving do out it. five awards best and worst of each uh, we are giving out the best and worst opponent the best and worst fight choreography and I think that goes hand in hand with uh, cinematography so how are the how are the boxers doing and how are the how's the camera work around them third thing,
1: uh, soundscape too
0: I yeah that's, big that's important how the punches feel when you hear them if that makes sense yeah <laughs> Uh, the best and worst training montage. The I gotta have a good training montage in a boxing movie. Absolutely. Boxing movies are nothing without training montages. It's it's literally essential. It's like you gotta have boxing gloves, someone that
1: fights, and a training montage. Training montage. And then you got a boxing movie, obviously.
0: <laughs> this is the only three things you need. Uh, uh th- we're gonna give out best and worst corner man, and that could be a manager, cut man, anything, somebody just in the corner of the boxer. And then last but not least, best and worst fighter. And that's a double category. We're going to give out uh, the best actor, best and worst actor. Uh, So not like how good they did of acting. It would be if we took all the main characters from boxing, mo- or main actors from boxing movies and threw them in a death match, who's coming out on top as I think actors. we're going to have the same person. Yeah, I. it's pretty easy, I think. And then we're going to do the characters as well, kind of the same situation, but with the characters because even though the most badass dude might portray a character his character might not be more badass than somebody who's less badass in real life if that makes sense true that I think it'll become pretty evident what we mean by the, the delineation here once we get to that category
1: oh yeah Don't know. You you guys will pick up what we're putting down
0: yeah so let's get into it. The best opponent, Nick, you go first. What do you got?
1: Fuck yeah. I got Ivan fucking Drago yeah, from I Rocky Four. I, I have a feeling we might pick several of the same things.
0: I, I didn't pick Drago because I was pretty sure you were going to pick Drago.
1: I fucking love Ivan Drago. I I grew up watching Rocky movies. My dad would quote Rocky to me all the fucking time. And Rocky Four was my shit, man. I love that movie reason he is the best opponent is a he kills apollo creed there, there yeah. is that b he's a communist from the ruski area of the world not a fan yeah. and he, he just has tremendous stakes you know in this fight with rocky so it's a revenge match it's a patriotic match if you want to look at it that way and it's really just like uh whose dick is bigger match. like look at this man ivan drago is fucking huge and they do all he that. He takes
0: so many steroids. His dick is not bigger than anyone's.
1: He's probably bigger than Sylvester Stallone's. That
0: five foot five motherfucker. <laughs> he is so small. Like even He's compared to Carl is... Weathers, <laughs> which Carl Weathers is like six one. Uh, and then then you throw Dolph Lundgren in there, and he just looks it, so tiny.
1: It looks ridiculous. Those zoomed out shots look ridiculous. Yeah. It looks like a child is fighting a grown man. You know, like a normal sized man like me. That's it's hilarious, but all those things kind of add up to him being the the best opponent in my mind especially after what? they do like his his training montage where mm-hmm. you know they do his punching power test and all that shit it's insane
0: yeah and and on top of just being psychologically the best opponent on top like with killing apollo creed and the, you know the uh the psychological preparation rocky has to go through he's probably physically the greatest opponent out of anyone. Maybe uh Victor Drago in Creed 2 might be he might be stronger. Uh he, he or, or looks more imposing. stronger? Like he yeah. looks bigger like Buffer, but I don't Dolph Lundgren just. he felt more like, like a human. Like Dolph Lundgren was like a fucking robot. Terminator. He form. was like a Terminator.
1: Yeah. It was it was like Rocky was fighting a Russian terminator. <laughs> and I mean he's basically I don't know what the Russian word for Ubermensch is but he was the Ubermensch. He's the ultimate man. He blonde hair, blue eyed, six, seven, jack dude who, you know, has a hot wife. Swedish and guy. Makes millions of dollars for them. Yeah. yeah. And, is and, it, and isn't he like a, a particle physicist?
0: He has or some... a nuclear physicist. Yeah, some type of physics training. Uh, Like he went back Super to school smart guy. for physics and all. Yeah, he's a very smart guy. Interesting guy. Uh, and, and to beat him, by beating him, Rocky ended the Cold War. So I think that makes him... Uh, a top tier opponent as well
1: oh 100% and when you're when you're you know the dude in your corner is screaming he's a man he can bleed!" like that's kind of a big fucking
0: deal it to that point
1: is. they did not look at him as a man it's just, this guy's a machine I must break you I will break you that shit is intimidating as fuck you know if he dies he dies, he dies. he's trying to kill Very... Apollo Creed the greatest
0: Drago is the most quotable Rocky opponent, that's for damn sure.
1: He has like ten lines. He really does not
0: speak very much in, in that movie. For me! For me! For me! Uh, I went a different route because I was pretty sure you were going to pick Drago, and I wanted to pick Rocky IV later down the line. I went Rocky Three, Clubber Lang. Kills just... Mickey. And so, in the same way that Rocky IV is, is your go-to, Rocky Three is my go-to. I, I love the Hulk Hogan fight uh, with Thunder Lips. That's really fun. Uh, <laughs> I just think Clubber Lang is so imposing in... Isn't that Mr. T? But, yeah, it's Mr. T, and they made him so scary as an opponent. Like, Drago is scary because he's a physical specimen. Clubber Lang is coming after you, you know? Yeah, he, he's a he's, bad motherfucker. He's talking shit. He is, he's strong, and he's fast, and he's... In a way, he's more intimidating than Drago. Because Drago, you just have to get past the physicality of it.
1: Drago feels like he's going to kill you. I mean, Mr. T feels like he's going to beat you to... He's going to
0: beat you to death. He's going to enjoy it. And then he's going to find your family and beat them to death.
1: (laughs) And then bang your wife, too.
0: And then bang your wife, yes. Before he beats her to death, hopefully. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He's also, like... This is like a family asking out in my head right now. Clever Lang is more of a character than Drago ever was too. They they gave him somewhat of a backstory because I think by that point they didn't want to focus on Rocky anymore. After Rocky one and Rocky two, they kind of shifted the focus off to, off of Rocky a little bit to to focus more on the opponent. And he's extremely ferocious. Uh, you know he it really felt like he was out to kill Rocky at some point. And you know he did kill Mickey. Uh, I think he gives Kevin Garnett, you know who we talked about last week on our favorite NBA power forwards, gives KG a run for his money in the trash talk department. Yeah, I feel like uh,
1: you remember Rampage Jackson from the UFC. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel
1: like he watched all he he rewatched Rocky three one thousand times. He's like, I'm gonna be that.
0: That that's me. And then he was in the new A team they did. He took over Mr. T's character.
1: Oh, that's fucking right.
0: Yeah. Dang. So it it really all fits together. Uh, and he just beats the shit out of Rocky in their first fight. You know and that that lifts Rocky back up to greatness in a way that. The hero is only as good as his villain, and I, I don't. Apollo Creed wasn't getting that out of Rocky ever. You know, they had to move past Apollo Creed, and I think going with Clubber Lang is the next step in that.
1: Right, and I think he's he's a really great character. Before you move into like the outlandish, like mm-hmm. he's feasible, whereas Dolph Lundgren's character hey, is just hey woman. <laughs> it's just it's not it's not feasible in that sense like
0: right yeah gonna the gonna only step up from Clover langman dude. was like a literal robot
1: yeah so they're not gonna let this little ass dude in the, they're like Nah, dude you know sorry i don't care if you killed your buddy or what but you're not getting that ring you're about to fucking die too tiny <laughs> right, so,
0: let's move into the worst opponent i'll go first here I, I hope we have the same person it's rocky five and it's tommy gunn in the street fight
1: oh no i did yeah. not
0: I mean, Tommy Gunn was just a chump. He got his ass beat by like a fifty-year-old Rocky out in the streets. Uh, uh, worst Rocky movie. Rocky by too. Far. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's fucking seeing visions and shit. I've only seen Rocky Five once, and it was probably six months ago. It was the first time I ever saw it. And uh, you know, I, I I feel like Rocky Five had to be mentioned somewhere because it's so bad. It had to get a succulative, and nothing is more suckley suckalacious than tommy Gunn is suckleacious yeah uh he was a real fighter too yeah i think he was a wrestler not no a boxer. he was he was a boxer
1: oh, was okay. yeah and he he was known for having like crazy punching power but i'm sure he's a great fighter in real life but he was a bitch in rocky five he was kind of a bitch in rocky five he's just a little fucking asshole scumbag yeah. shit weasel how are you gonna fight a 50 year old man like that Rocky, I, mean, I don't know, if I ever ran into someone that talked like Sylvester Stallone, I would just l- not fuck with him. Be like, no, <laughs> dude, you you sound like you have been beaten within an inch of your life several times. Sorry, I'm just, I'm not going to do that.
0: So what do you have for worst opponent if it's not Tommy Gunn?
1: Uh, Billy the Blue Bear Osterman, a German ex-prostitute in Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> who's just a dirty fighter uh
0: is she the one that knocks her out into the, the stool eventually
1: yes okay. she's the one because hillary swank is fucking her up and making her look yeah. like a little german prostitute and she's not having that so she punches her i like back. how
0: you held back from saying bitch because it's an actual like we can call tommy Gunn a bitch because he's a dude but like when it came time to call the uh billy the the blue what was what was her
1: the Blue Bear, Osterman. The Blue
0: Bear, yeah. You, you couldn't, you couldn't pull the trigger on calling her a bitch. I I'm like. Fo- that. I'm a dad, man. Way to control a, yourself. I, I try to be respectful,
1: but this bitch. All right, hear me. I had to now. You fucking, you made me, Calvin.
0: But I hate yeah, that, Million Dollar Baby so much.
1: I, I, li- I cannot watch it. My, see, my dad had that problem with Saving power Ryan when Upham never brought the ammo. He's like, I, I won't watch that fucking movie. It just breaks my heart. Million Dollar Baby is that way for me. It's that just shit, so boring. S- fuck you, man. That is the saddest movie I've ever seen. It's so fucking it boring. This is the only good Hillary Hillary Swank movie out there.
0: That's probably not true. I'm not. I'm not gonna do the research, but I can't believe that's true. <laughs> Because, oh. first of all, it's well, not a me. good movie. And second of all, the, I, there's got to be something better. I Oh, my God. I hate it so much. I watched it when it first came out in 2004, and I'm 16, 17 at the time. And so, like, obviously, that is, I'm, I'm going and expecting Rocky, but with a woman. And I'm fine with that. But then it turned, like, halfway through, it goes into this completely other thing that is not that. And then it's just fucking Clint Eastwood sitting there talking to nothing for the next 45 minutes. You know, a role that he would later reprise at the Republican National Convention where he's just talking to an empty chair. And, you know, that was his practice for this. So I rewatched it for for this episode. And I'm like, maybe as an adult, I can appreciate it better. No, it's still fucking (laughs) awful. It's boring
1: AF. That doesn't make a movie awful. Boring, I can accept. People think Unforgiven is a boring movie. I think it's one of the best movies of all time. Clint East was just...
0: It's not enjoyable to watch uh,
1: in No, any way. you're right, 100%. Like, I think it's a well-made movie. I find it interesting, but it is so sad. I don't even want to watch it. Like, well, what's the point? I know how terrible it's going to be in the end. He kills her, or lets her die. That's terrible. Yeah, he kills her. Yeah. Shoots her up. Family hates I, I, her. That's just terrible. I don't it's know a how human story. i don't
0: know how it won best picture like he said it's well made but it, it's up it this was, was going against eastwood. ray it was going against the aviator but this was his first one it was against ray the aviator finding neverland and sideways um hillary swank won for best actress which i get she did a great job morgan freeman was best supporting i get that uh eastwood for director and overall best picture i i can't get behind like i hate clint eastwood movies they're they're all this they're all boring I, I not don't be talking like about Unforgiven that way, Calvin. I've never seen Unforgiven, so I, I can't what? speak on it, but I'm sure I would find it boring.
1: My friend, uh, it is the only good Western movie on Earth. Morgan so Freeman's in it.
0: Did you re-watch this recently?
1: Yes. I Unforgiven it. Up million it up to Dollar a, Baby? Million Dollar Baby, up to a certain point, And I was like, and I'm done.
0: <laughs> up until she gets knocked out, and then it's like, I don't have to watch the rest of this movie like, because it's nothing for 45 minutes, and then he kills her.
1: Ten seconds before that came, I was like, ah, it's a turn the shit off
0: well so i realize jay baruchel anthony mackie and michael peña are in and mike coulter uh who's luke cage are all in this and it's it i just feel like they're completely wasted uh because they're all great like we talked about uh I, i don't think it was last week but it was a couple weeks ago how anthony mackie's just good in everything dude he's a treasure and uh i just i feel like they just wasted all these great supporting casts with you know the clint eastwood ness of this movie he he's too big he swallowed him up well not only that he's he's too boring they're they are, they're they're like all big personalities
1: way. it's like watching and an 80 year old man deal with stuff it's not I, tight
0: i think there could have been a good way to to tell a different story in this movie of like these two kind of over the hill guys of clint eastwood and morgan freeman run this gym and it's more about the people who come in and out of that gym and you get great appearances by mackie and pena and jay baruchel and and how they react to things and then they they get the fighter who gets a shot finally and that's all what it is but that's all compressed into the first 45 minutes so the last hour and 20 minutes of it can be this grappling with the decision to kill her and like they don't even do a good job at at really grappling with the morality of that he like has one conversation with the priest and then is like yeah i'm gonna fucking kill her and i just he's like an
1: 80 year old catholic man of course of course, that's his one conversation he has. He's not going to talk to anybody else. I'm,
0: I'm getting this all out now, so when I pick Million Dollar Baby, we don't have to rehash all of it. But, like, there, there's this other thing that they do in the movie where they'll have, like, three-quarters of a conversation, and then they give each other this look. They stop the conversation three-quarters of the way through, and it happens with Eastwood and Swank. It happens with Eastwood and Morgan Freeman. It happens with Morgan Freeman and Hillary Swank. Every character does this. They have, like, three-quarters of a conversation. They give each other kind of a look, and it's somewhere between affection and I've got a poop. And then it just jumps to the next scene. They don't ever finish conversations in this movie. They have most of a conversation, then give each other a weird look, and then it's on to the next. It's like, no, no,
1: Hillary. Like you gotta shit.
0: Like you gotta shit. Uh, I have so many problems with Million Dollar Baby. I I hate it. And I hate that it won an Oscar. And I I hate it. I hate it.
1: Worst movies have won Oscars. I agree. None of which I can name right now. But I'm sure that statement is factual.
0: Oh, it it definitely is. (laughs) Get so let's back. move into the best fight choreography. Fight choreography? I, I messed up. You should have actually went first on worst opponent because you're supposed to go first for both, and then I go first for both. So so we'll pick that up now. I'm going first on best fight choreography, and it's Creed.
1: Uh, really? See, I, this was Creed. a toss-up between the two Creeds, but ultimately okay. I went with something else.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I think Creed is one of the best-looking boxing movies ever. Uh, Ryan Coogler does an amazing job 100%. of sh- shooting the boxing scenes. Uh, Michael B. Jordan feels every bit the part of a real boxer with kind of this chip on his shoulder, and I think this kind of translate wonderfully translates wonderfully to the screen. Uh, Coogler uses a lot of over-the-shoulder shots rather than you know either really wide shots or trying to get in between the boxers. He's over the shoulder of one of the boxers, so. Uh, the the other person is punching at the camera more or less and uh that that is a really cool look and it doesn't none of the fights feel heavily cut so on wide shots the actors look like they know how to move and box and i think michael b jordan really planned and trained for this as a boxer and a lot of his opponents are actual boxers so that helps uh when they know how to move and i think Creed 2 kind of took a big step back there without Ryan Coogler directing. 100%. It, dude. it was not nearly as well put together from a boxing perspective. They knew people were going to show up for Drago Jr. versus Creed Jr. Uh, they didn't put as much care into the rest of the boxing stuff. So Ryan uh, that's why got Creed. A wonderful eye. Yes. Ryan Coogler's is fantastic. Um, especially when he works with Michael B. Jordan, that they are such dude, a good team. So good. And I, I thought this was, you know. The, the movement of the boxers was really good and the cinematography around them was really good see I
1: I agree with everything you said 100% and good. I'll get a lot of this out now so I don't gotta say it later but there was one major thing that disqualified Creed in my opinion Okay. and it was the style in which they boxed it was pretty much nothing but haymakers and huge like glamour punches that's literally almost every boxing movie though false well, no, that is an
0: accurate statement. That's
1: why it was a tough choice for me in this regard I,
0: well, so that i i kind of i kind of took myself out of that and there is there's one movie that does not big haymakers well, and I'll talk about that later because I gave it a different award, and maybe you'll you'll point that one out here but i I kind of said you know boxing movies they they know people want to watch big haymakers, so i I took that out of the the choreography of it 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 was more of they're throwing the punches. Are they throwing them where they're supposed to be throwing them, right? Does it look like they're actually hitting each other when they're not? It, the That and just the, the movement of
1: it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if a boxer is throwing nothing but haymakers... You're gonna keep your distance a little bit instead of just sit like well yeah standing there and just taking that shit any like, of these boxers in real life
0: would be very easy to beat because you would just like let them wear themselves out over there like around throwing you'd these huge working haymakers.
1: these bodies man yeah. you start striking them right and that's usually what they go to in every boxing movie it, they hit him like three times in the ribs and they're like oh fuck i broke my ribs
0: i'm done and now we're right back to haymakers yeah
1: right right back to big bloody haymakers and stuff like that um, but I, I will say one major difference between Creed and Creed 2 like Creed 2 was a distant third for me Creed was a hard second like mm. right up there is the, the use of slow motion yes looks silly as fuck I cannot stand that in boxing movies
0: I don't it mind it nuts. when it's just the glove going into the face but any other any wider shot than that looks stupid that
1: right and and when they slow it down it's like okay this is going to be the knockout punch here it comes yeah. this is it and i i rarely ever get excited for it anymore
0: you never picked a best
1: i wanted to get creed out of cuz I, okay. I i really enjoy right. a lot of things about creed and that's creed honestly is so good. overall my probably my favorite boxing movie um but i went with southpaw man Okay, especially the Jake Gyllenhaal looks the part. That dude is absolutely fucking ridiculously jacked in this movie. Yes. And just he has like the the look of uh I mm-hmm. will beat you to death with my gloved fists. Um and when he fights Escobar in the main the main bout, if you watch that fight, it looks like a real fucking boxing match. They the cinematography is really well done. The soundscape is amazing like they resonate really well you feel those punches and it's technical like they're they're jabbing they're you know they're dancing around each other instead of looking like pre-planned punches and slides
0: they throw some big haymakers too and i'll say that was a contender for me i didn't end up picking it I, i i like southpaw i don't think it did anything best um and the thing that sucks the most about south southpaw is it would have been so much better if Eminem were in it instead of Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal's a great actor, but he's not that. Like, he can't pull that character off. And Eminem was supposed to be in Southpaw. He's supposed to he... be
1: 50 Cent's character.
0: No, he was supposed to be Jake Gyllenhaal's character.
1: Mm, he's also yeah. supposed to be in The Fighter.
0: The Fighter? Yeah. He was supposed to be in The Fighter? Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. But so when i was rewatching this with it because when i first saw it i didn't know eminem was supposed to be in it but i i had learned that since and rewatching it you can see where like the stuff outside i think jake gyllenhaal did a good job of everything inside the ring but i think eminem would have been so much better of everything that goes on outside of the ring just like the anger at the world and what happens to his wife and dealing with his daughter and dealing with the the uh the the child protective services system and things like that because you're talking about an eight
1: mile movie but a boxing instead of rap well
0: it was supposed to be a follow-up like the the script was written as a follow-up to eight mile and then they worked it into a boxing movie and then by the time they got around to making it eminem was uh back to his music career and and had to back out of it and he had even shot some scenes for it and i think you can tell a lot of this movie was written for eminem and it would have been really interesting to see him with that with that anger and with that background and, and really playing off his own past and putting his own heart into it where Hall doesn't have any of that in his past. It's very hard for Hall to pull off that, th- those characteristics. And I think he does a good I, enough job. I just couldn't help envisioning Eminem the whole time and how much better Eminem would have been at those things.
1: See, I didn't know that. And all I saw was his Nightcrawler performance okay. mixed with a like, being Bane, basically. This dude is yeah. unreal. I, I thought Nightcrawler was a truly disturbing movie. Like, it was fantastic. That was one of his best performances. Prisoners, mm-hmm. also fucking fantastic. I,
0: I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I'll watch pretty much anything with him in it. And, and I like this movie with him in it. It's just hard watching it knowing that that could have been eminent. Watching those scenes, like the courtroom scenes, and, you know, all this anger and rage and abuse and mental health issues, that Eminem has actually gone through having him put that on screen instead of Jake Gyllenhaal, who has been an actor since he's 14, born and raised in L.A., like, he, I, I just feel like he couldn't tap into that as well as Eminem could have. I mean, and that's
1: fair. Like, I, you know, I respect that. I just, I'm talking about Best Fight choreography. Yeah. And that, I, that's, in my opinion, that's fucking it. And Eminem would have fucked that up. I can yeah, guarantee he, you Yeah, I don't think he... uh and he's a lefty, so I just, I don't know if it would well, so have been entertaining.
0: So that was also why it was called Southpaw. Is <laughs> because Eminem was a lefty, so it would have made sense for the movie to be called Southpaw instead of, like, Forrest Whitaker throwing some random one-off line of, go, I want Switch, you to switch your stance, go Southpaw!
1: Yeah, and then uppercut him and you win. Uh,
0: I do have an honorable mention here uh, of Rocky Balboa. Very solid movie. So, it doesn't look that good because Stallone is so old and slow the choreography doesn't but all of the punches in that final fight were real and stallone was actually getting hit and he actually got knocked out by antonio tarver at one point so like i give an honorable mention to the dedication to that like they were actually boxing at that point it's so unreal oh he got he got sent to the hospital a few times uh by drago too yeah yeah i'm pretty sure he like uh he broke something
1: Sylvester Sloan, like I can't Shaved believe he's his left. chest in or something, I want to say. Yeah, I mean he broke his neck, like broke his spine yeah. on the, the set of the expendables.
0: Shit Sylvester Sloan, stop doing your own stunts. You're too old. Yeah, you're like an eighty, bro. Stop it. Uh so worst fight choreography. This one I'm giving a million dollar baby. We're gonna fight now, dude. I, I fucking hate it. Uh mm, so here's my problem. Now million- dollar baby in the fight choreography is the fight either looks super slow and deliberate like the two fighters are trying to let the other one punch them and they already know what's coming before it comes or she just throws a haymaker every time and, and knocks out the other fighter in the first round and that, that I, I didn't feel like there was ever, ever any actual choreography there
1: it's very shaky cam too
0: yeah not a fan of that I mean, it was probably Clint Eastwood really, literally <laughs> holding it in his eighty-year-old hands. He, he was trying to hold it still. He just fucking couldn't. He's got one of those wind-up cameras. It's like, no, <laughs> fuck you.
1: Uh you <laughs> just see Clint Eastwood
0: shaking away. Just had, to, like go, take, take yourself out of the movie and the story that's being told, and watch some of those fights, and and you'll see like the the fights are boring. They're they're very deliberate. You can tell that they're 90% they're of them dancing. are. I don't know. All the Rocky movies do a pretty good job of, of feeling realistic. I don't know about all that. And I'm about to say exactly why. Oh, In no. Rocky 5. Okay. You can say Rocky 5. Absolutely. Rocky 2's got pretty bad choreography, yes, too. Yes, it does. Rocky 2's the worst one out of, like, putting a movie together.
1: It's, it's not good cuts. And it's honestly i i just i enjoy rocky 2 way too much i couldn't couldn't do that i couldn't nominate it for worst of anything um but yeah rocky 5 man whoo i rewatched that street fight and it's just like what the (laughs) fuck am i watching (laughs) who put this shit together like this dude's a legit boxer and he's uh, he looks ridiculous
0: it looks like a student film that they had no idea how to how to like shoot a movie outside
1: like okay, he's gonna act like he hits you, but he's not really gonna and hit there's you. There's so weird faster.
0: blur effects going on the whole time. It
1: yeah, it's the weird. camera. It's just the cutting is it's like that scene of Liam Neeson jumping over the fence. Yeah, you know that scene I'm talking about? Uh, from Taken? I I think it's from Taken where he it's jumps like over. It, it cuts like 17 times.
0: Well, That's so it's the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. So to piggyback on that, I have an honorable mention in it's grudge match for exactly that. And I don't really Ugh. know that this counts because it's two old dudes and, and there's only so much that these two can do with De Niro and Stallone uh, being in their 60s and 70s. It looked it looked pretty good, but a lot of it looked like they threw one punch and then they just had to sit down for 10 minutes. And they're like, all right, let's 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 shoot the next punch and let's shoot the next punch. Uh, I, I think they did the best with what they had. Uh, It wasn't good though. I mean, and this
1: was ten years before The Irishman, when De Niro looks like he can barely lift his fucking leg.
0: It was like I think I want to say Grudge Match was like 2013, 2015,
1: something like that. I mean, at least five years, yeah. and probably closer to it's, seven. It's years. not a good
0: movie. It it's no, not it's as bad terrible. as I, I had never seen it. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. We're doing boxing movies. I might as well watch it. it it's it's not as bad as I thought it would be. It's not good, but.
1: I just, I can't stand those old men fighting. It drives me nuts. Like, <laughs> have you seen The Irishman? No. So there's a scene where he, like, this dude talks shit to his daughter. So he takes him outside, and he's kicking him in the face. And it looks like he's, try- he's like, s- trying to stretch his leg out from a piece of gum that got stuck. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, uh, 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 And just <laughs> this dude's on the ground. It's like, oh, my God, stop it. <laughs> It's like it's in so Captain stupid. Marvel
0: uh, with the de-aged Samuel L. Jackson when he's like running through the hallways, and you can very clearly tell that that's a 70-year-old man trying to run with a <laughs> yes. 40-year-old man's face. Look it, look it up, Calvin. Just look it up, man. It's I will. I, I thought I was going to watch The Irishman, and then I'm like, eh, it's like three and a half hours long. I'm not very it's interested in any not of good. it. Uh, But sa- saying that, I did sit through the four-hour Zack Snyder's Justice League. So,
1: Look up, just Google Irishman kicking scene, and there's okay. a one-second gif of it. Like the fourth result.
0: Uh, that's pronounced GIF. So let's move on to the best training montage you can go result first
1: here. From GIFCAT. The best training montage. Most people would choose a Rocky in this, but I went a different direction. I went with Mickey, Mark Wahlberg's character from The Fighter. Dude's training like a regular man. I mean, he's training his entire body. He's literally. I'm sorry, I'm watching See what this I'm saying? GIF now. See what I'm saying, dude? He looks fucking ridiculous. Um he's not doing ridiculous shit by hitting big cuts of beef or pulling cars or any of that dumbass shit. He's serious as fuck and he's doing work. He's going out and he's doing work. I I like Creed's, you know, training montage and a lot of Rockies, but I think he's got two fantastic songs and it's like a two minute scene. And uh, we're gonna have issues here. Whole lot of whole lot of jump roping, just normal stuff, man. Like yeah. it reminded me of more of like a Spartan training regimen, where it's you're an all around well rounded person instead of Creed's really is fantastic. It's, Creed two is
0: really good. Creed two is really good. Uh, it, I, look, everything you said is true, but I disagree completely.
1: Uh, hey, and I'm just gonna leave hey it now.
0: at that because I, I'll have more on it in a minute. Uh, so I'll, I'll shift to my best montage, I guess, instead of diving deeper on the fighter, because because I, I promise we'll do that in a minute. Uh, I went with Rocky 4
1: That's also, I mean, that was a really t- tough one for me. This is the I
0: quintessential just... training montage. It, it's it's been parodied to death. Uh, you know, scaling the mountain to the Survivor soundtrack is never going to get old. Uh, which one is that? Uh, I have the time for the first one. It's, yeah, that's in that's in Rocky Three. Rocky Four is fighting hard now. I think
1: fighting hard now. See, what I the only reason I did not pick that is like I've said already. Dude's training his whole body, whereas Rocky is looks like he looks like he's bodybuilding. Like he's training yeah. to be the biggest fucking dude on the planet. And
0: well, he has to to beat the fucking robot he's going against. I mean, you got perfect music, you got the back to the basics training. He looks so shredded. In, it's ridiculous. The, yeah, he's training out in this, this log cabin. Uh, You got the setting of the mountains in Russia is, is really cool.
1: Very beautiful. I,
0: you know, the, I, I just don't know that there's much more to say. Like, the, the reason that it's parodied so much is because everybody knows it, and, and it it resonates so far. And not only do they parody it, but every other movie has built off of that one. And you could say it was built off the first Rocky training montage, which, which is another good contender. But I, I think rocky four perfected the montage because that movie is literally 75 percent montages yeah pretty much it's it
1: i love the beard and everything yep. like it looks like it's really costing him something for sure yes like physically like it he is killing himself and that's also another reason i didn't pick it is people are you got to be slow and steady man i think i think the fighters so, just so just you went with
0: you went with who actually trained the best, rather than which one looks the coolest. I went with what looks the coolest and what's the best kind of scene to me. Uh, that I...
1: looks the coolest.
0: I, that, <laughs> I I don't know why. Uh, I that's mean, fair.
1: I just I remember doing shit like that for football, and mm-hmm. I thought that shit was cool. Like it, it to become a more I think that is cool. Like to to get to that point where you're just a more well-rounded fighter. And the aspects that go into becoming that I find cool instead of being this just physical, ridiculous specimen who – I mean, his shoulders are like six feet wide. It's it's ridiculous.
0: That makes sense. What do you got for the worst training montage?
1: Worst training montage for sure is – okay, I'm going to rip on this movie for a good three and a half minutes and then I'll Let's shut the it.
0: fuck up. The lead for this with Miles Teller, Miles Teller. and Aaron Eckhart. So that was, that was the last <laughs> movie on my list and I didn't I, I've seen it Ugh, uh, that movie is but so I didn't re-watch it so I did so none of those dumb. scenes were fresh in my mind and I had a pretty good idea of the awards I was giving out already so I was like okay I'm not gonna watch that
1: uh, I mean again I, this one came to mind immediately first off Miles Teller with his dirt stash get the fuck shave that goddamn thing bro Aaron Eckhart <laughs> <laughs> with Aaron Eckhart's like, really
0: bad Miles Teller's fine like the stash is bad kind of, but yeah? like uh, Aaron Eckhart's very bad in that movie
1: No, I can't stand Miles Teller in that either. And the reason why it's the worst training montage is he's got a halo on. I mean, he's got a neck brace. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so much. Like, it's meant to be really cool, but there's two points in that movie that make me just want to be like, okay, come the fuck on with this dumb loser shit where he's, you know, he he benches the bar and it's like, yeah, woo!
0: Hey, some people can't bench the bar, Nick. Back off.
1: Are you trying to tell me something, Kevin?
0: I I haven't done a bench press since I was a freshman in high school, probably. But I
1: just I thought that was really stupid. Like it looked really dumb. This man in a halo. Like I get it, the stakes are high. Like you you went the distance. He's you making you his came comeback, Came back man. from miraculous stuff. But bro, you're, you're benching the, the bar shit out of him. and you just creamed your pants. And then later in the movie, when he he's getting his ass whooped like the whole fucking time, and then he's just like, yeah, you know, I am. I am pretty good at, at boxing and then he comes out crushes him for I don't know 10 seconds and then he's like yeah just just being super hard dumb stupid so it's like you're
0: you're bitching the bar want, how bad you're saying it is it makes me want to watch it again because like I don't remember the movie being that bad I remember it being fine and I think I watched it on airplanes, airplane so I, I probably so wasn't paying bad. perfect attention to it
1: so like, show and, me who
0: the fuck you are I'm gonna show you who the fuck I am yeah I'm watching, it's like, watching like, uh, a 6 out of 10 movie on an airplane automatically bumps it up to, like, an 8 out of 10 because, like, there's nothing else to do on the airplane. So you're kind of, like...
1: Watching movies and drinking.
0: Yeah, it, you're in this weird space where it's like, yeah, this is great. This is my entertainment. It's better than it's talking to this dude next to me. So, yeah, this is great entertainment, no matter how bad the movie actually is. So, I haven't had an airplane movie in a long time. Yeah. wonder why. Weird. Yeah, they had a...
1: Oh, man, I remember... I used to fly down to Oklahoma twice a year, and they had there's this one movie where they like crash a plane in the Arctic, mm-hmm. or not the Arctic, but in the mountains, and they're like living in the plane. I remember that distinctly. Because Are they I'm, monkeys
0: with ninja stars?
1: No, I wish though, so. but they that, uh, that was
0: the rejected pitch that. for Anchorman. Oh, oh like yeah, there was yeah. supposed to be a part of it where they crashed in the mountains and then were attacked by monkeys with ninja stars.
1: I'm for it. Paul Rudd talked about that on, that on yeah. Hot Ones, what, didn't he?
0: I think so. I've I've heard um Adam McKay talk about it. I've heard uh Bill talk about it. I
1: would have been for it. Yeah, couldn't that was been, my choice. Could have been worse montage.
0: than uh Anchorman two.
1: I did I never watched it. It's not very good.
0: Uh my worst training montage, you're never gonna believe this, is the fighter
1: because you With think Mark it's Walton. boring as fuck
0: yeah it's it's got a bad song it's can't hear, can't no. you hear me knocking by the rolling stones and sidebar here i don't think i like the rolling stones very much the song before that the song before it's okay chili um, peppers come on now. yeah that's classic. That, that one's okay uh but they do they switch between two songs and the, that's a great the, that's the only good rolling Stones song out there uh, yeah and it's not fucking good and start me up is better but okay
1: it's catchy AF.
0: And and neither of them are very good. I I don't <laughs> like the Rolling Stones. You can at me. It's at APA something on Twitter. They're not Dude, good. literally. I'm sorry.
1: No one our age likes the Rolling Stones. And if you do, I'm gonna call you a
0: liar. Yeah, you're wrong. Uh, I I think like it's Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. They run for like 15 seconds, and then we get some shots of London, like some generic ass shots of London. Bunch jump And of Then we get very little work against like actual glove work against Christian Bale with the with the pad gloves, and and that's it it's weeks off. he's
1: all muscle memory dude he's just brushing up he's not killing himself before the match
0: the fighter's very good though and it was i do enjoy that movie it was the start of the uh david o russell and christian bale partnership and you know the start of the christian bale
1: what's that rachel mcadams too no amy adams that's what I.
0: rachel mcadams is the one in southpaw yes uh, this, this was also kind of in the middle of the Christian Bale, I'm going to wildly fluctuate my weight and appearance for each role. He had the oh, machinists around them, Batman, uh, and I'm this, where he's running. just going back and forth on his weight. And then he went into American Hustle, where he put on a bunch of weight. Crazy. Batman again. Yep. Uh, but this, like the fighter isn't really a boxing movie. I mean, it is. It's about Get a boxer, obviously. Here. That is literally all it's
1: about is boxing.
0: Well, it's more about his family life and drama for the brothers than you know who, who happen to be boxers. And I, I, but that's what makes boxing movies great, right? Is boxing is rarely the sole focus of the movie. It's it's more of a vehicle to tell these in depth human stories. And I think the fighter does a good job of encapsulating this. Uh, and people did technically box in it, so it qualifies, but <laughs> there, there's very little actual fighting. There's there's one training session and one fight within the first hour, um, and it, it, that fight is just Mark Wahlberg getting his ass kicked by uh, the guy twice his size, and then there's three matches total throughout the movie. Uh, I mean, that's,
1: I mean... And again, the worst, worst training montage size. ever, so... I will agree to disagree.
0: That it's the we'll worst We'll agree on montage. Best
1: Corner Man, I bet.
0: Well, let's jump to Best cornerman. I don't think we will. Because I did not pick Mickey. I go first here. I went with Ray Arcel, played by Robert De Niro, in Hands of Stone. Never seen that movie. It is really good. Uh, this was the first time I watched it. Uh, because I, I when it came out around the same time as Bleed for This. And Miles, Teller, Miles Teller's character in Bleed for This fights Roberto Duran, who's the main character of Hands of Stone. Uh, so I was going to kind of do like a back-to-back, and I just never got around to watching Hands of Stone, and then so this gave me a reason to, and I didn't know De Niro was even in it, but, um, you know, De Niro, or Ray Arcel, he teaches R- Roberto Duran about strategy over strength. It's a chess match, not, you know, just a, a brute contest. It's not a brawl. Yeah, he uh, he does this thing in his first match where he combs Duran's hair to kind of psych out the opponent because... The opponent just thought he beat you down for three minutes, and now you come out with this fresh cut, it's going to piss him off. That was his his thinking behind combing his hair between That's right? dumb as fuck. It worked oh, for God. Roberto Duran, never lost. Well, except when he quit. Uh, who, who the fuck's going to be like, damn, this dude's got some fresh-ass hair. Can't even do it anymore. So he, he trains Duran, even though some American mobsters have threatened him to leave boxing uh, because he wanted to, like, expand boxing and make it a more... Uh, not worldwide but like america-wide sport and these mobsters wanted to kind of control it from the new jersey new york area uh he continues to get threatened and still continues to train duran for free uh because he's not actually like their whole problem was if he makes money off of boxing they're gonna basically kill his family and he decides to just keep teaching him for free because he thinks he thinks that's important and he he doesn't want to break the deal he made he's, he's very knowledgeable um, and, and that brought me to, like, Robert De Niro's been in a lot of boxing movies. So I'm wondering if he's actually this knowledgeable about boxing.
1: As, I think like Robert he, De Niro, as you a know, younger man, would fuck you up. If you got in a fist fight. he would probably box you. Yeah, like I, but I'm wondering,
0: like, of the, of the boxing strategy and things like that, from being in Raging Bull and being in this movie, you know, does he retain all of this information, or is it just, like, gibberish on a script to him that he reads and, and moves on with his life?
1: I'm sh- I'm sure it's cuz he's played a lot of physical characters. I mm-hmm. um, I think honestly that'd be something just to add for his profession. I yeah, and I know something. he's not
0: like he's not like this big method guy like Daniel Day-Lewis or anything like that where they get super deep into character. I I'm more guessing like or wondering if if a real fighter approached him, would he be actually be able to help train him in any meaningful way with all this stuff he's kind of picked up from working on all these boxing movies. Probably. I think so. You know, i don't I don't think he's going to be the best trainer out there but i think he could he could give some tidbits yeah
1: i, I'm, I i'd agree with that
0: and you know in this movie ray arcel he's he's not afraid to call everyone out on their bullshit uh you know one of the managers tries to reschedule the sugar ray match before duran is ready uh because it's big money and you know arcel kind of calls him out tells him it's bullshit he only cares about money blah 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 duran doesn't want to fight for money he just wants to win uh you know and he's he's tired of working and and duran is tired of working so hard now that he's made it like he just wants to take it easy so Arcel tries to pump the brakes on it while these other people are trying to push this rematch with with sugar ray leonard forward because sugar ray's pissed that he lost um he takes the heat when duran walks away mid-fight uh because duran had already lost the fight in his head he says you know that's it's the no the famous no moss fight that's roberto duran uh which i didn't really understand until i watched this movie and then i went back and watched the 30 for 30 on it um uh, and then so because he's a real guy that the trainer that it's based on has all these accolades which I just want to run through real quick he trained over two he's the first trainer to ever be inducted into the boxing hall of fame he's trained over 2,000 fighters over 70 years including 20 world champions
1: it's not a high percentage
0: well you, you can't <laughs> I, mean, I guess
1: but 2,000 tra- 2,000
0: fighters is huge
1: yeah but only they 20 can't all be only world, became world
0: champions, champions
1: not a high percentage there bud phil jackson's got a better percentage
0: i guess i think hands of stone it's a it's really interesting because a lot of boxing movies you follow heavyweights so it's big punch after big punch like we were talking about haymaker after haymaker uh roberto duran was a welterweight so yeah fast ass hands yeah happen to be made of stone there's different choreography this is one of the few movies that uses different choreography and cinematography uh, to, tr- to kind of track the movement in the fights. And it, it felt like there was always more going ar- around and it wasn't just going to be who throws the last big punch, uh, you know, like a real boxing match feels. And right. the camera work was super frenetic. It, it did these, this was something I hadn't seen before, these belt line shots. So it's right at like the fighter's belt instead of over their shoulder or a wide shot.
1: That's interesting.
0: And so it's kind of like in the middle of them while they're grappling and, and throwing these little, you know, bunny punches in, inside jabs at each other uh, it still hurts oh yeah it, it makes you feel the intensity of these fights that don't feature huge punches and you know the other thing that happens in this movie and it happens in life so that's why it happens in the movie or it happened in real life uh, he wins early rather than lose the first big fight and then have to come back for that so he wins early against Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, so it's cool to kind of see a different take and to see the fallout from winning big early because that's very different than losing and having to come back and win is he wins early and then doesn't want to keep fighting, but they kind of force him into this other fight, and you see how that messes with his head. And I, I thought that was really cool.
1: Or just the complete underdog who never has a chance, and he, right, you know, like Rocky. Right.
0: It's th- this whole movie is like the first half of Rocky three where he's he's fighting all these chumps, and then all of a sudden he gets his chance against uh Clever Lang, and he he beats, you know, Clever Lang beats the shit out of him because he's gone soft. Like, that's what happens at the end of this movie is Roberto Duran's gone soft because he won and he doesn't care anymore. Like, he made his money. He became the champion. he He's just done with it. And they right. wouldn't let him be done with it.
1: People, everyone else had stakes in it.
0: Mm-hmm. So what is your uh, best corner man?
1: Mickey. Yeah. Fucking Mickey, dude. Obviously. I mean, he knows when to push Rock. He really knows what Rock needs. He knows, he genuinely loves Rocky. And I think that's... Rocky would not be Rocky without Mickey, and he had the best speech,
0: yeah, this which was a subcategory here, so go for it.
1: I mean, this is where Rocky 2 comes in for me and uh you know, when he's basically him and Apollo are fighting, I just love how casual it starts where you know Rocky's just he's not really even sweating yet. he's just kind of casual and uh he's like, you can't you can't be hurt because you're too tough. And Rocky's like, this this fuck guy's good. He's great. <laughs> but I love the it's next a good Rocky line. Impression. It's fucking he's great. And he's like, no, listen, he's only a man. You can beat him because you're a tank kid. You're a greasy, fast, two hundred
0: pound Italian tank. Go through him. Run over him. This shit is raw. Meredith Burgess is a world class stick man too, according to Michael Rappaport.
1: He uh my dad used to say that shit to me when I played football all the time. That used to hype me up. That you're a stick man? Yeah, Calvin. Oh, well, said. And, so you're and, a little
0: bitch-ass stick man. So, no, 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 no. So, what Michael Rappaport was saying about Meredith Burgess is that yes, he's he slanks some dick. No, he slanks some dick.
1: I mean, Michael Rappaport would know
0: all about it. This they, fucking he guy, he fucking <laughs>
1: slangs so much dick. Oh, my fucking God. A I can't believe man. it.
0: I just I, I just like the idea of Stickman. Stick uh, that was a decent Michael Rappaport, too. Yeah, that was that, that was better than your Rocky, I would say. I'm gonna have to. Your Rocky was very bad.
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you,
0: know, you better work on that know. before we do uh, Michael Rappaport movie superlatives.
1: Just go ahead and break my jaw, and then I'll start talking like Rocky, no problem.
0: Uh my uh subcategory here best corner man motivational speech and this does not count against the movies that we pick you could still pick one of these if you picked them in a subcategory. Uh and it was Rocky 3 with Apollo throwing out Eye of the Tiger he you know single-handedly brings Rocky back from the brink brink after Mickey's death and you get the iconic Eye of the Tiger it's it's a great speech.
1: It's the greatest. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. I got this this scene of Liam Neeson jumping over a fence in the background. I've just left it on a loop for like the past 15 minutes.
0: <laughs> just have that and the Robertson hero kicking the guy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got literally both. <laughs> Shit, he's cutting so many times. It's great. Did you have anything else to say about Mickey? Really? He's just
1: he's, no, I mean, yeah, got his great. Best speeches. Mickey's awesome. Yeah, he's He feels like a boxing trainer. Because he, I'm pretty sure he, like, legit, I know he boxed, I don't know if he was a boxing trainer later in life, but, I mean, dude was legit, and he just sounded like a boxing trainer. Like, I imagine sailors and boxing trainers probably talk like that. He was also
0: the Penguin in the old 1966
1: Batman. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. And I think I've been calling him Meredith Meredith Burgess, but his name's Burgess Meredith, so I had it backwards, just to clarify that for all the people who are coming after me on Twitter right now.
1: Everyone's uh, like, got a big response while
0: they're listening to this, yeah. and then they're just like, all right, all right, Calvin. you're all right, man. <laughs> you, you made cool, it, up. Mari. Um, so worst corner man. Uh, I went with Pauly from Rocky Balboa. Now, really, Pauly in any movie. Uh, but Pauly doesn't really know much about actual boxing. Uh, no, he chooses. Just a... Go ahead. A guy named Pauly. Yeah. It's so Just like a like, dude oh. that Rocky's like, yeah, whatever. You can be in my corner
1: i guess i mean that's what you get to do i miss adrian a lot so
0: like i get why when he when you've still got mickey and you've still got like real people in your corner duke or or whoever why you bring paulie in but none of those people are there anymore by rocky Balboa. but paulie is still there and paulie knows fucking nothing i choose this terrible walk-up music for him and walk-up music is everything in boxing that sets the tone he's got this definitely weird like an irish jig or something going on Very, very strange He's like, I'm Italian.
1: I'm Italian.
0: You know, I like I get it Rocky feels like he owes him something, but at, at some point just get a real trainer and, and let Polly sit in the front row. Tell Polly yeah, to get, get Pauly a to be a fucking job.
1: Yeah. Like, dude, get a job, you bum. Buy him his Pauly's own restaurant. Been, I mean he's been fucking mooching off Rocky for fifteen years. Fuck out of here, Pauly. You bum. Get a job.
0: Who did you have for a worse quarterman?
1: <laughs> fucking Pauly from Cinderella
0: man though <laughs> what love Paul Giamatti G-
1: nah he's the wackiest fucking corner man he screams oh, he's, strategy he's at though. quiet moments he disregards what his fighter wants which it, by extent is what his fighter needs never been a fighter himself and he just gives terrible fucking advice
0: I just love Paul Giamatti
1: I, I love Paul Giamatti too but he's fucking terrible as a corner man in the Cinderella man terrible So this might be another hot take here.
0: Uh, Cinderella Man not a good movie. Uh, I I hate
1: Renee Zellweger so fucking. Oh, she
0: was very bad in it. I think it might actually be more boring than Million Dollar Baby. And you know, I didn't I didn't think that was possible. Get Uh, the
1: fuck out of here. It's Russell Crowe. He's great in that movie.
0: He he's good. Uh, This is only a year after uh, Million Dollar Baby. So this 2005 Million Dollar Baby was 2004, and I guess the mid 2000s they went through this phase of. We're not gonna tell the Rocky story anymore. So we're just we're going to make all the extra stuff around boxing super boring and painful, and barely focus on the boxing. So like Million Dollar Baby, we've already talked about how painful all the stuff around boxing is. Cinderella Man, we're gonna set in the Great Depression. Yeah, which it's like is awful. Is the worst possible time to try and set a movie. It's bleak and kids depressing. Are uh, poor as fuck. I think it's I think it's very difficult, maybe impossible to make. An interesting story that happened during the Great Depression, captivating in any meaning, meaningful way.
1: That was captivating as shit, man. I love that. I identified with that, man. Yeah? I, I, I did. Kids got rickets or whatever the hell they had
0: in the Great Depression.
1: I thought they had scurvy.
0: That might have been scurvy. I don't know. Uh, my problem they, they was they like – They were not doing well. Renee Zellweger made the great choice of sending them to her sisters and to her parents. And Russell Crowe comes in he's like pissed off that she yeah, took – What the fuck? that she took her kids to a safe place rather than freezing to death in their homes
1: listen i would send my kids away i i would send Absolutely. my daughter away if i needed to 100 percent but i would be pissed about it because i as a father could not yeah, but i wouldn't
0: blame her I, i'd be pissed at the situation that that like i was shitty to that point i wouldn't be pissed yeah, at my wife human, that made man. the decision to send her away i would so be pissed at her
1: And then ten minutes later, be like, I'm really sorry. That was inappropriate. I'm just lashing out because I'm upset because I feel like a failure. I love Paul Giamatti. He's great. He even made Fred Claus watchable. I cannot stand that when he's just screaming all the strategy when it's quiet. Dude, will you shut the fuck (laughs) up? So something
0: I noticed watching 13 boxing movies in a month is that really the only advice from Corner Men is get out of the corner and get off the ropes watch his hands yeah. get your hands up that's a, that's a get out of the corner team. get off the ropes hey, fuck him up get your hands up block uh, so fuck, let's get the subcategory here out of the way worst corner man motivational speech I went with Mickey from Rocky 3 uh, Mickey just takes all the wind out of Rocky's sails before the first fight with Cloverland. like he's ready to go fight Clubber and Mickey's like nah I'm fucking moving out of here he tells him he's gone soft that his 10 title defenses were basically against Cupcakes uh he tells him that you'll he says he'll knock you to tomorrow rock and rocky wasn't ready you'll for kill the fight. You, rock yeah he wasn't ready for the fight before that and then he sure as hell wasn't ready for it after mickey gets done with him it is the uh quintessential anti-motivational speech he really does shit all over him I, that is a good speech it's a great speech but it, it is not motivational whatsoever
1: rocky i i just felt like sylvester stallone in that scene was just like yeah whatever He's yeah, like, put Mickey, fucking Ten title defenses. And Mickey's like, I don't give a fuck, dude. You're you're turning into a Twinkie, and you need to be a ho-ho. You need to be hard on the outside, son.
0: <laughs>
1: what?
0: <laughs> Did you have a worse motivational speech? Uh,
1: Not really. I mean, just Paul Giamatti talking Paul's at G- all. Just in all that Paul movie. Giamatti.
0: All right. Why
1: is he talking at 11 every fucking time he says something? It's
0: Paul Giamatti, man
1: great it's an 11 every fucking time
0: i mean did you see him in the amazing spider-man 2 as the rhino
1: that was horrible it was great it was awful all right so
0: on to the final category and it's a double category uh so this is the best fighter and and what we want to do like i said at the top is we want to say if all these people are matched up against each other who wins the most fights if it's a street fighter tournament who's coming out on top uh, and we did it for actors and characters, so you go first with your actor.
1: Uh, Michael B. Jordan.
0: Ooh, not where I went.
1: Dude, I feel Sorry, like Michael we're... B. Jordan
0: would fuck you up. He would fuck me up, for sure. I agree. You went with who? I said I I agree that Michael B. Jordan would, would fuck either of us up. But here's somebody who wouldn't – and you got to take them at the time of the movie, right? So, I, I mean, with Michael B. Jordan, that's not a problem. But my guy, I picked Russell Crowe in Cinderella Man. You can't take mm. Russell Crowe now, because obviously Michael B. Jordan would beat the shit out of Russell Crowe now. But Russell Crowe is not someone you want to fuck with, especially when he's in peak boxing condition. This guy's from Australia. No one's well, fucking I mean, with him.
1: We have a recording of him throwing a phone. That's just that's just downright degeneracy there, Calvin. <laughs> Michael yeah. B. Jordan, I think, would just do work on that dude.
0: I I, I, I don't I, think so, man. I think... You get you get his anger fight. flowing. I I think he's he's taking out on you. And I think you know honorable mention here in the actor category is Denzel Washington in The Hurricane. hmm He was yoked in that movie. Mm-hmm. And have you ever seen The Hurricane?
1: I've seen uh, many bits and pieces. Cause it's so good, and it's face. an underrated
0: boxing movie. And, and really movie overall, uh, it, it's not there's not a lot of boxing in it. Uh, it, it, it I think that was the first time I ever saw Denzel Washington in a movie. Uh, came out in like 1998 and I was 11 at the time so like I, I wasn't seeing what Denzel Washington was in at that time but I saw this and I, I kind of instantly fell in love with his ability as an actor he does an amazing job God, of so embodying both the boxer and the wrongfully imprisoned prisoner in this movie and you know there's apparently a lot of inconsistencies with the story of the murder and the investigation portrayed in the movie versus you know what actually happened but I don't think that should take away from Denzel's performance there and the boxing scenes you know they're few and far between but those are all still done really well too and i just want to point out denzel's three-year run from 1998 to 2000 this these are the movies he got game the bone collector the hurricane remember the titans then training day wasn't uh fallen in 98 yeah fallen was in there but i excluded it because it's not good
1: um (laughs) you shut your fucking no i will not accept that from you it, no sir. When it's was the like, last time you watched that goddamn movie? I've never seen it. I've heard it's bad. What? How are you going to tell me it's not good and you've never seen it? Oh, son of a bitch.
0: It's Go like on. Denzel was literally training for his Oscar win that he got with Training Day. Like each movie takes you know it up a step. How would you know you've never seen it? I've seen Training Day. I just I mean um, between He Got Game, okay, He Got Game, Fallen, The Bone Collector, The Hurricane, remember the Titans, then Training Day, I think he's taking these steps with each performance. That he by the time he gets to training day it's like okay I've done the work give me my fucking statue and he gets it pay me and you can you can see by watching this group of six or seven movies kind of the progress he makes from movie to movie to to get him there and and it's really
1: a hundred percent Denzel is also a national treasure
0: I wrote Denzel in one of my notes racist it's not his name Calvin I know I my fingers are fat I hit it they a instead of the e mm-hmm. i was typing on my phone all right so russell crowe versus michael b jordan in the final bout of the street fighter tournament you've got michael b jordan i've got russell crowe all right denzel washington gets knocked out in the the second to last round by one of them i could see that happening
1: i can see russell crow and all okay russell crowe versus denzel washington now that would be an even better fight yeah in their primes like Gladiator Russell Crowe versus Training Day Denzel Washington. Yeah, that'd be nasty. All
0: right, so let's move to the character that you think would win Mortal Kombat. Fucking Adonis Creed. Okay.
1: That was, I mean, th- that one coincides. I with
0: agree, me. but I disagree, and here's why I disagree. Because the the real answer is Adam from Real Steel. Robot's gonna beat everybody's ass. So that's I,
1: you know, I considered Real Steel. Never finished it though. <laughs> I watched the first 35 minutes of it and just never got to come back to it. I, I do want to.
0: I, I watched it when we it. did future movies. Uh, and you know, I, as far as a curious. boxing movie, it's not. It's not as much a boxing movie as it is a future movie. So I, I didn't. And it, it's hard to compare it to these other boxing movies because it's robot boxing. So it's, it's so different that it doesn't make sense in a lot of these categories. Yeah. Uh, but I We're agree with Adonis a, uh, Creed, and I, I went with Adonis yeah. Creed from Creed 2 uh, because, first of all, I already picked Creed uh, for something else, but Michael B. Jordan is absolutely jacked out of his mind in Creed 2.
1: Well, he's jacked out of his mind, but he's still really lean. Yes. Like, he's not Rocky IV jacked, where no. he just looks...
0: No, he's he's too, Clubber Lang he, too two heavy? He
1: he just, he looks like the Uber Mensch. Yeah, like, dude is the a physical specimen. He's long not long,
0: but he's he's lean he is long. super I mean, strong. He's, he's got long arms. He's got reach, which is you know an underrated quality. I, he's one of the taller actors, I think. Um Is he really? I, he's I six he feet like tall. Five. Is he? That, no, I mean, he's that's six like feet. Perfect. Yeah, and uh so it's I better
1: think better five foot five
0: the thing i read is uh carl weathers who plays apollo creed is 6-1 so i i think i think that's the range you need to be to win you know a, a fight against so many of these other fighters that we're going to have i think that reach is only going to help him uh, Then you throw in the desert crossfit session he does you know you got duke jr and rocky in your corner i don't think anyone's stopping no Adonis, Especially
1: when he's calling Sylvester Stallone "unk."
0: Yeah, he he bridges the gap between the heavyweight fighters that we see in most boxing movies and the lighter weight fighters like Roberto Duran and Mickey Ward that are kind of more interesting to watch in real life. Um, so I think Adonis can stand toe to toe with any one of those other boxers. He's quicker than a Rocky or a Russell Crowe, and he's bigger than Roberto Duran or Mickey Mickey Ward. So he he, like I said, he bridges that gap. And well, I think he could beat any one opponent
1: at a he, time. He's more of a, a much more of a technical fighter than I think anyone else mm-hmm. on the list too. Like he's very good tactically, and his ability. Most every other fighter walks right into these fucking punches, and yeah. he is so good at slipping them, it's nasty. He's just you, dancing around it.
0: Who do you think is in the uh, the final round with him?
1: That's a really good question. i think saying I'd see Yeah, yeah. I think just off pure rage. <laughs> but I think Michael B. Jordan would probably beat up. Rage his and youthful down. exuberance. Yeah, there's that. Uh I would pay to see Michael B. Jordan beat up Mike Miles Teller. That'd be funny. <laughs> that
0: that's a first round. That's a that's a one seed versus sixteen seed now.
1: That's a you know, first thirty second knockout. Yeah. Uh, I think
0: Jake Gyllenhaal can match Michael B. Jordan on the reach, though. I think Gyllenhaal's taller than a lot of these guys.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he just looks ridiculous too.
0: All right, so let's do last category, worst fighter. Uh, double category again. Who's who's the first one bounced in these tournaments that we just talked about for actors? Who you got? I got. He's also six foot, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that sounds I mean, about right. Uh I I got Christian Bale.
1: Oh. I think the I think the man is angry. But I think he's a proper English gentleman, and he would probably get his. I don't think anyone's really ever fought him because he's such a like. Came I mean, he's as also not the main dude. character,
0: is he? He's he's a co-main. He's character not he's for not sure. the fighter in the fighter. You don't have the fighter without. He's also Dickie. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, I went with Robert De Niro and Sylvester Stallone from Grudge Match. That's a good one. Uh, two seventy-plus dudes are not going to stand a chance against anyone else. It, it's pretty simple
1: no i'd beat the shit out of the 70 year old man on my worst day i'd beat the shit out of a 70 year old guys dude i would fuck a 70 year old oh man you give me fuck 15 beers the night before and give me nothing to eat for 48 hours i was still crush a 70 year old man
0: <laughs> so let's move to the character so you got for the <laughs> worst fighter for characters
1: i also got dicky from the fighter literal method yeah the crackhead, man. I would fucking toss that dude around like a ragdoll. It would be not even fun.
0: He was a close contender for Worst Corner Man, too. Like, literal cr- crack addict is a bad person to have in your corner. Yeah, he's not tied. I went with... This one's off the board. I don't know. You probably haven't seen this movie. Tommy Kincaid from Resurrecting the Champ. Never heard of that movie. Sounds Very corny good. AF. No, it's it's good. It's um Samuel L. Jackson... And
1: I knew uh, he had a boxing movie not Jake out there Gyllenhaal. somewhere. What,
0: what the fuck's his name? From Pearl Harbor. Uh, ben Affleck. Josh Hartnett. No, Josh Hartnett.
1: Uh, I haven't heard that name. He's actually going to be in a new movie that looks pretty good with Jason oh, yeah? Statham.
0: Nice. Uh, Josh Hartnett is a Wrath reporter who comes – I'm just going to keep going. comes across this uh, homeless guy who claims he is battling Bob Satterfield. Uh, He's not really Bob. Spoilers. He's not battling Bob Satterfield. He's this other guy, Tommy Kincaid, and uh, he used to be the champ. Uh, And so he writes this whole story about this guy who's down on his luck and, uh, you know, he used to be the champ and now he's homeless in Colorado, blah, blah, blah. And so the reason he's the worst fighter is because he was so bad as a boxer in real life that he had to pretend to be a different boxer to try and gain some respect. And then he also gets the shit kicked out of him multiple times by some, like, frat boy dude bro who's just, like, drunk and drives up on him out of nowhere and just, like, randomly decides he's going to beat up this old homeless guy every once in a while. We're going to fight right now, dude man bro. Pretty much. And, you know, I don't care how old and homeless you are, if you were ever a professional boxer, you should be able to win a fight against any Joe Schmo that waltzes on you down the street.
1: You see all these videos, man, of old men that are in their 70s, 80s that beat the shit out of these like robbers and stuff. Yeah. Look that up. They're everywhere. These old men fuck people up constantly. Yeah,
0: they are all in the Marines and during World War II and they were all boxers in the Marines for some reason.
1: Yeah, Yeah. all gold glove because there was nothing else to do.
0: Every story is I was a cook in the Marines or I was a boxer in the Marines.
1: My grandpa was a cook.
0: There you go. He told
1: me when I was young he killed someone with a goddamn frying pan.
0: it's Like Rapunzel out there.
1: Yeah, I don't believe it. It wasn't in <laughs> World War Two though.
0: It was just like a Tuesday. It's like I was just there, man.
1: <laughs> This guy tried to take my fucking beans, and I wasn't having it because I wanted
0: beanie weenies. And I mean, uh, Samuel Jackson's character—he sh- he shows this ability when he knocks Josh Hartnett out cold at one point, but he can't knock out this frat boy that rolls up on him drunk randomly oh so samuel jackson's the homeless he's dude. the old homeless guy josh hartnett is a reporter who who writes the story on him there's there's I no totally actual didn't boxing put in that the together movie. yeah there's no actual boxing mm. in the movie other than these like street fights that they get okay. in
1: getting the scraps
0: yeah really good movie uh it, it really I interesting have to check that out. yeah okay so let's flow into what would you do first thing we gotta ask what is the best walk-up music going into a fight for any of these movies
1: any rap song <laughs> you put pretty much any rap song and it, it, it's it gotta be a rap song
0: yeah for the most part uh, Real Steel does a great job it has Till I Collapse which uh, Floyd May- Mayweather has used in the past and it's never not good as a walk up song
1: it's a rap song there you go
0: yeah uh, the, the kid does a just atrocious walk up dance to the song but that's fine
1: I mean he not gonna say that
0: it reminded me of these uh these hip-hop dances my college girlfriend used to create she was she led right like this this dance not not a dance crew really but like at this it wasn't a youth group it was a young adult (laughs) church group right and she read the led the dance team and she would make these dances and they were so bad Uh, they they looked like this kid in real steel and she had so little self-awareness about that type of stuff and like I, I'm okay with like you doing things because you enjoy them regardless of your skill level. I, I think this podcast is a pretty good example of that. But at some point, you have to realize that this sucks, but it's still fun. Also like this podcast. Uh, She did not have this that podcast self-awareness. Suck. Podcast <laughs> rules. She had very little self-awareness that I suck at this, but I enjoy doing it, so I'm going to keep doing it. She was like, nah, this is the best fucking dance ever. And I'm like, mm. that's hilarious. Okay, Jason. You just Jason Mendoza. Me more and more like it wasn't a youth group but well because they're not youths they're like 19 20 year olds but it's this church group but it wasn't a real church it was like a it was like a prayer group I guess I don't know it was weird man uh you pray and dance I like Rocky 4 living in America too is really great uh, in America. I don't know that the song's good outside of that context but sucked, within man. the context of Rocky 4 it's perfect yeah I, that's fair. and then Southpaw with just
1: nothing just angry music
0: Yeah, well it was nothing no he had no music um, and I, I just think that would be super intimidating because you're expecting your opponent to come out to like some hype music and a good rap song something going on and it's just dead silence uh, with him giving you this death stare in only a way that Jake Gyllenhaal but really Eminem could give you and uh, I, I think that's that's one way to take it and it's it's really cool in the movie I don't know that it would work in real life
1: you know they said, I, Eminem, we need you to put on 35 pounds of muscle, and he's like, fuck no.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to pass on that.
1: Yeah, I'm not doing that. You're going to pay me $400 million to put on no pounds of muscle.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll write the music for it. How's that? Thanks. See you it's later. It's not a good song either. I am phenomenal. <sighs> so why haven't we gotten a Mike Tyson movie yet, Nick?
1: Uh, There was a Tyson biopic in 95 was but it didn't do yes like a real didn't movie? do it justice though i mean plus it's hard to recreate the baddest dude on the planet and he's still alive i think I that's pe- the big think, part i don't think people want to do it because they're scared of mike tyson like i legit oh, if i made a, a biopic or a movie about mike tyson and i didn't nail it i would legitimately be afraid he would kill me if you ever saw me on like the red carpet he just punched me once and i'd be dead
0: oh wow there is a mike tyson movie I didn't know that. can't be very good.
1: No. It's Michael J. Very... White?
0: Oh, yeah, no. Gross. Uh, Ew! I, I think you're right. Uh, I want to see a good one. I want to see one done well. I, I think it's out there, uh, like the idea for it's out there, but because he's still alive, I, his story's not done yet. He's still alive. No. He's still part of the cultural consciousness. It wasn't that long ago that he's in the Hangover movies. Um, I think he immediately has one of the better human interest sides to the movie, even if we made it now. And I think that's where the problem is, is his story just isn't finished yet. With how crazy he is, you don't know what Mike Tyson's going to do for the rest of his life. And I I don't think anyone wants to make that movie until all of the crazy Mike Tyson things have been done and said. And as morbid as it sounds, that's not going to happen until he's dead. Pretty much. So, like, you can't... You can't tell the final Mike Tyson story until... Oh, it's a TV movie. Yeah, that shit doesn't count. <laughs> 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Jamie Foxx's... What to expect from Jamie Foxx's Mike Tyson biopic? Uh, I can see so Jamie check that the biopic out. Yeah, I can see Jamie Foxx's Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah,
1: he's doing that soon.
0: Uh, I'm trying to look. To That's coming out in like
1: 2023 it. or something. I know he started training for it, and he's getting huge. I can see Jamie Fox look at crushing Jamie Fox's that.
0: Let Jamie IMDb here real quick. Yeah, he, he can make a good Tyson for sure. I just – I don't know why you want to tell the story until he's gone. No offense to – like, I, I don't want Mike Tyson to go away, but everybody's got to buy some What is the best type of sports movie? It's boxing. I I
1: agree with you. It's really got all all the money shots too.
0: Yeah. It's, it's everything we've said throughout this whole podcast is – There's just so much depth to the non-boxing stuff that it's almost always more interesting to watch these movies, even if there's no boxing. But you can't take a a football movie and take football away from it and have it still be a good movie. I think a lot of these boxing movies, you could take boxing out of it and they'd still be pretty good movies.
1: I mean, any given Sunday would be a terrible movie without football. That's true. Remember the Titans,
0: very bad movie without football.
1: Yeah, The Replacements, also terrible. Remember the Titans without
0: football would not have ended racism
1: no I mean strong side
0: left side there you go I think baseball might be the runner up for for kind of the same Uh, reason no so I think baseball listen to me here I think (laughs) baseball movies can focus on one or two players for the human interest side of it so you can tell that human interest piece because their bad behavior or the shit going on in their life can only affect them they can go into a hitting slump or if they're a pitcher they can you know just have a bad couple of weeks pitching or whatever and that doesn't necessarily drag the whole team down, whereas if, like, one basketball player, like, the best basketball player on a basketball team goes down, the whole team's going down with him, so you have to still focus on the whole team and how it affects the whole team. But with baseball, you don't have to do that. You can just focus on, well, this guy can't hit for several weeks because whatever's going on in his life.
1: I really can't think of any baseball movies but the Charlie Sheen one and Major Angels in the
0: Outfield. Angels in the Outfield, great. Uh, Bull Durham? We got is, yeah. Field of Dreams. You've got. Uh, uh, I mean, there's a lot what's of What's that on. Rob the Schneider Natural.
1: movie?
0: Rob Schneider, The Benchwarmers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little. It's a ee, baseball but, yeah. movie. It counts. Uh, <laughs> the Natural, great one. Robert Redford. I think boxing is also the best sport to portray in the movie. Like, it's the easiest to get right for for non-boxers. <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah. it's much easier to fake throwing a punch or kind of do this dance with the choreography um, I, because it's easy to make look cool. Right. It, it Good boxing choreography is like dancing. And a lot of actors have somewhat of a dancing background. They, they have to kind of train their bodies in that way already. But in other sports, you have to develop real skills that are very hard to fake. Like it's hard to fake a good looking jump shot. If you've never taken one, it's hard to fake throwing a football or baseball in a way that looks real. If, if that's not something you've done, watch tom cruise try and play literally any sport and you'll see like he has no idea how to do it um, yeah he's like it just doesn't register thing. in his brain but i bet you could put him in a boxing movie and he'd be perfectly fine he might be pretty
1: nasty in a boxing movie actually
0: i like uh football i think is the runner-up for actual sport yeah. action uh because that you get the best football scenes of, of things happen I, I can never get tired of watching great football plays
1: right i mean Nelly just ripping off massive runs in the longest yard is great
0: running right out of his shoes same with jamie Foxx on any given sunday like any one of his plays is just fantastic to watch over and over again Um, yeah so yeah do you have anything else on boxing movies
1: i don't i enjoyed talking about boxing movies so did
0: i boxing movies are a lot of fun uh go be a boxer and you know maybe you'll get your own boxing movie someday
1: watch me it's it's on now. You gave me my challenge. I will <laughs> challenge rise accepted. to the occasion.
0: It's on. 30 years old, perfect time to start boxing. Hey,
1: I'm 28. There I got go. plenty of time. Yeah, I a you're full two, two years, years younger than Hillary
0: shoot. Swank. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, follow us on Twitter at APA something at alone underscore podcast to tell us how terrible our opinions on these boxing movies are. Uh, but, you know, I will fight to the death that Million Dollar baby's terrible.
1: Come at me, bro i'm 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 recently training to be a fighter so yeah let's set this up calvin <laughs> uh
0: you can check out more on the website at podcast you can go to our t public store and look at some cool t-shirts and other shit you can buy um and all the music for oh yeah podcast about something as we've mentioned over the past few weeks is coming to an end later this year uh probably in july of 2021 and I will be moving on to the Magic Numbers Three, T, uh, the Magic Number is Three podcast, and uh, you can follow that Twitter at Magic Three TV Pod. And I'm really bad at making that transition so far. I've, I've got to be better at like fitting that into these episodes because every time I just completely biff it. That's fair. I'm just gonna let you start doing it. Be like, hey, follow Calvin's new show.
1: I've been talking about it in my new episodes. Nice. Or I talked about it in my newest one that I'm producing right now.
0: Sweet uh nick you can always find over at URL alone podcast which is a great story to listen to uh it's a audio drama as we call it and uh that's a lot of fun he'll still be doing that after this is over so if if you like nick more than you like me you can go follow him there
1: it's doubtful i'm not
0: very likable or follow both of us it's a win-win win 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 Win. (laughs) thank you as always to those cats for providing all the music for a podcast about something
1: You gotta stay sassy. Stay classy.